Hello and welcome to another episode of Where Butterflies Come From. In this show, we read fairy tales from all over the world and react to them in real time. Hope you like listening as much as we like making it. Enjoy! She's not more fairy than a fairy. Okay. Fairier than a fairy. Okay. Uh huh. Once there lived a king who had no children for many years after his marriage. At length, heaven granted him a daughter of such remarkable beauty that he could think of no name so appropriate for her as fairer than a fairy. Okay, the most beautiful lady in this world. Yes, she was so beautiful that her name was fairer than a fairy. Kind of a mouthful. What's not? Why is not the fairest among fairies? <laughs> She's not a fairy. <laughs> okay. Fairest among. Fairest among fairest than a fairy, right? I know it's different. It never occurred to the good-natured monarch that such a name was certain to call down the hatred and jealousy of the fairies in the body on the child. But this was what happened. No sooner had they, I'm assuming the fairies, heard of this presumptuous name than they resolved to gain possession of her who bore it, and either to torment her cruelly or at least to conceal her from the eyes of all men. That's the worst. (laughs) That's the worst punishment is not to be able to be seen. Man. Yeah, because you're like a, she's like a gift onto the world, you know. <laughs> eldest, <laughs> the eldest of their tribe was entrusted to carry out their revenge. I I didn't know fairies roamed in tribes. This tribal fairy, maybe. This fairy was named Lagree. She was so old that she only had one eye and one tooth left, and even these poor remains she had to keep all night in a strengthening liquid. That was oddly specific. What does that mean? So she born with lots of eyes. When she gets older, she's losing eyes. Well, she lost one. So she only had one left and one tooth left. Okay. And even these poor remains she had to keep all night in a strengthening liquid. Uh So it's like... (laughs) You know, it's cool. She was also so spiteful. That she gladly devoted all her time to carrying out all the mean or ill-natured tricks of the whole body of fairies. With her large experience, she added to her native spite. She found but little difficulty in carrying off fairer than a fairy. The poor child, who was only seven years old, nearly died of fear on finding herself in the power of this hideous creature. I mean, if she was hideous and fairer than a fairy isn't really that much. (laughs) No, it's only seven. Yeah, which fairy? <laughs> what is there like a specific fairy? Because if there are fairies that look like this, then it might not even be that much of a compliment. So yeah, this is the name. Yeah. Everybody think it's fairer than a fairy. A asterisk. <laughs> However, when after an hour's journey underground, she found herself in a splendid palace with lovely gardens. She felt a little reassured and was further cheered when she discovered that her pet cat and dog had followed her. Oh, okay. The old fairy led her to a pretty room which she said should be hers. At this, <laughs> but you're so damn pretty. Here, have this room. 
No, no, you have to be in this room. God damn, you're pretty. Nice. At the same time, giving her the strictest orders never to let out the fire which was burning brightly in the grate. She then gave two glass bottles into the princess's charge, desiring her to take the greatest care of them. And having enforced her orders with the most awful threats in case of disobedience, she vanished. Leaving the little girl at liberty to explore the palace and grounds, and a good deal relieved at having only two apparently easy tasks set her. Several years passed, during which time the princess grew accustomed to her lonely life, obeyed the fairy's orders, and by degrees forgot all about the court of the king, her father. One day, whilst passing near a fountain in the garden, she noticed that the sun's rays fell on the water in such a manner as to produce a brilliant rainbow. She stood still to admire it when, to her great surprise, she heard a voice addressing her which seemed to come from the center of its rays. The voice was that of a young man, and its sweetness of tone and the agreeable things it uttered led one to infer that its owner must be equally charming. Oh, nice voice. But this had to be a mere matter of fancy, for no one was visible. The beautiful visible prince. Mm -hmm. The shape, the shape of water. Somehow, I don't know. No, no, no. okay. (laughs) The beautiful rainbow informed the fairer than a fairy that he was young, the son of a powerful king, and that the fairy Lagri, who owed his parents a grudge, had revenged herself by depriving him of his natural shape for some years. Lagri, who owed his parents a grudge, had revenged herself by depriving him of his natural shape for some years, and that she had imprisoned him in the palace where he had found his confinement hard to bear for some time. But now, he owned, he no longer sighed for freedom since he had seen and learned to love fairer than a fairy. Okay, this is all happening really quickly. (laughs) Like, whoa, love? I'm sorry, I just met you and I can't see you. (laughs) No, she cannot see him, but he can see her. Okay. He added many other tender speeches to this declaration, and the princess, to whom such remarks were a new experience, could not help feeling pleased and touched by his attentions. That's really liars, I feel. <laughs> I feel he's going to using her to do something. And become the princess. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Okay, you don't know how it works. <laughs> The prince could only appear or speak under the form of a rainbow, and it was therefore necessary that the sun should shine on water so as to enable the rays to form themselves. Okay? Fairer than a fairy lost no moment in which she could meet her lover. Okay. And in and they enjoyed many a long and interesting interviews. That's what that's the thing I'm telling you that love drama happens on podcasts. They cannot meet each other, but they can talk to each other. Okay, is one of them a rainbow? <laughs> the connection is made like that. Uh-huh, you the can... rainbow connection. That's why they call it that. <laughs> no. Based on your voice and your smart, like the, uh-huh. the things you're talking. Wow. Did... <laughs> Was your entire spectrum always this vivid? <laughs> My the god, look, I've never seen you like this before. The look is not important. It's so vi- you're so vibrant. No. <laughs> yes. It's not about look anymore. You just carry your attention back on the voice and the soul. It's hard to focus <laughs> when there's all these sexy colors <laughs> no. beaming in my retinas, you know? <laughs> 
You say it's not about looks, but fucking look at this. Look at this rainbow. Have you ever seen? Have you seen a sexier rainbow than this rainbow? Okay. Fairer than a fairy lost no moment in which she could meet her lover, and they enjoyed many long and interesting interviews. One day, however, their conversation became so absorbing and time passed so quickly that the princess forgot to attend to the fire and it went out. Lagri, on her return, soon found out the neglect. And seemed only too pleased to have the opportunity of showing her spite to the lovely prisoner.、Hmm. She ordered Fairer Than a Fairy to start next day at dawn to ask Locrinos for fire, with which to relight the one she had allowed to go out. Now this Locrinos was a cruel monster who devoured everyone he came across, and especially enjoyed the chance of catching and eating any young girls. So specific. <laughs> Our. <laughs> Uh, only hobby. Our heroine has to be little girls, has to be young girls,、yeah. can't be old or boys.、Mm-hmm. Our young heroine obeyed with great sweetness, and without having been able to take leave of her lover, she set off to go to Lacrinos as to certain death. As she was crossing a wood, a bird sang to her to pick up a shining pebble, which she would find in a fountain close by, and to use it when needed. She took the bird's advice and, in due time, arrived at the house of Lacrinos. Luckily, she only found his wife at home, who was much struck by the princess's youth and beauty and sweet, gentle manners, and still further impressed by the present of the shining pebble. Wow, this is interesting. Also, has a wife. Wow, you're beautiful and so well behaved, and wow, your pebble is so <laughs> luminous. <laughs> Ever since the same time, she noticed.、Though. My God. <laughs> She readily let Fairer Than a Fairy have the fire, and in return for the stone, she gave her another, which she said might prove useful some day. Then she sent her away without doing her any harm. Lagri was as much surprised as displeased at the happy result of this expedition, and Fairer Than a Fairy waited anxiously for an opportunity of meeting Prince Rainbow and telling him her adventures. She found, however, that he had already been told all about them by a fairy who protected him, and to whom he was related. It's so complicated. There's another fairy <laughs> that he's related. So he's part fairy, or is the fairy part human? He's related emotionally. Okay, I don't think that counts for anything. I, I really like how this goes. It's like, oh, you know, there that cabin lives a monster that everybody's so scared, nobody dare to visit. Uh huh. And she just happened to visit. Oh, is she? He's not. Here today, he's、I'm, not here. He's、I'm, got a wife. The wife、yeah. is super cool. Yes. So what's wrong with him? Yeah, the old. He's、rumor. just. I bet he's just misunderstood. Yeah.、Uh. The dread of fresh dangers to his beloved princess made him devise some more convenient way of meeting them by the garden, than by the garden fountain. And fairer than a fairy carried out his plan daily with entire success. Every morning she placed a large basin full of water on her window sill. And as soon as the sun's rays fell on the water, the rainbow appeared as clearly as it had ever done in the fountain. By this means, they were able to meet without losing sight of the fire, or of the two bottles in which the old fairy kept her eye and her tooth at night. And for some time, the lovers enjoyed every hour of sunshine together. One day, Prince Rainbow appeared in the depths of woe. He had just heard that he was to be banished from this lovely spot, but he had no idea where he was to go. The poor young couple were in despair and only parted with the last ray of sunshine, and in hopes of meeting the next morning. Alas, the next day was dark and gloomy, 
and it was only late in the afternoon that the sun broke through the clouds for a few minutes. Fairer than a fairy eagerly ran to the window, but in her haste she upset the basin and spilt all the water with which she had carefully filled it overnight. No other water was at hand except that in the two bottles. It was the only chance of seeing her lover before they were separated. And she did not hesitate to break the bottle and pour their contents into the basin when the rainbow appeared at once. Like the was that that's the thing that like the eyeballs kept in. Oh, I see. <laughs> Gross. It's not the context; it's the eye itself. Huh? The context. Yeah, it's the eye itself. What is he? She looks like now. No eyes and no teeth. One eye. And no, t- no, no, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their farewells were full of tenderness. The prince made the most ardent and sincere protestations, protestations, and promised to neglect nothing which might help to del- to deliver his dear fairer than a fairy from her captivity, and implored her to consent to their marriage as soon as they should both be free. The princess, on her side, vowed to have no other husband. And declared herself willing to brave death itself in order to rejoin him. I'm gonna,、oh. m- I'm gonna marry this rainbow if it's the last thing I do. Oh wow! They were not allowed much free time for their adieus. The rainbow vanished, and the princess, resolved to run all risks, started off at once, taking nothing with her but her dog, her cat, a sprig of myrtle, and the stone which the wife of Lacrinos gave her. When Lacrie became aware of her prisoner's flight, she was furious, and set off at full speed in pursuit. She overtook her just as the poor girl, overcome by fatigue, had lain down to rest in a cave which the stone had formed itself into to shelter her. The little dog, who was watching her mistress, promptly flew at Lacrie and bit her so severely that she stumbled against the corner of the cave and broke off her only tooth. Before she had recovered from the pain and rage this caused her, the princess had time to escape. And was some way on her road. Fear gave her strength for some time, but at last she could go no further and sank down to rest. As she did so, the sprig of myrtle she carried touched the ground, and immediately a green and shady bower sprang up around her, in which she hoped to sleep in peace. But Lagri had not given up her pursuit, and arrived just as fair than a fairy had fallen fast asleep. This time she made sure of catching her victim, but the cat spied her out. And spring from one of the bows of the arbor, she flew at Lagri's face and tore out her only eye, thus delivering the princess forever from her persecutor. But they, the, but the dog and the cat being around, like several years, they can just easily beat the f- Lagri, Lagri, Lagri. Hmm. Uh huh.、Oh. But they didn't have the stone. Can't forget about the stone that turned itself into a cave in order to shelter her. <laughs> she can fight. She can win the fight. Doesn't need to hide. Yes, one might have thought that all would now be well, but no sooner had Lagri been put to fight than our heroine was overwhelmed with hunger and thirst. She felt as though she should certainly expire. With some difficulty, that she dragged herself as far as a pretty little green and white house, which stood at no great distance. Here she was received by a beautiful lady dressed in green and white to match the house. <laughs> to match the house. Got got have that detail in there, <laughs> which apparently belonged to her. 
Well, of course, it she the you know it matches the house. That's how you know somebody owns something is that they look like it. Uh, you're gonna match your outfit with Jenny. Yeah, so I own I own the cat, <laughs> which apparently belonged to her, and of which she seemed the only inhabitant. She greeted the fainting princess most kindly, gave her an excellent supper, and after a long night's rest in a delightful bed, told her that after many troubles. She should finally attain her desire. As the green and white lady took leave of the princess, she gave her a nut, desiring her only to open it in the most urgent need. After a long and tiring journey, fairer than a fairy was once more received in the house, and by a lady exactly like the one she had quitted. Here again, she received the present with the same injunctions, but instead of a nut, this lady gave her a golden pomegranate. The mournful princess had to continue her weary way. And after many troubles and hardships, she again found the rest and shelter in a third house exactly similar to the two others. These houses belonged to three sisters, all endowed with fairy gifts, ugh, and all so alike in mind and person that they wished their houses and garments to be equally alike. Their occupation consisted in helping those in misfortune, and they were as gentle and benevolent as Lagri had been cruel、oh, and spiteful.、Nice. The third fairy comforted the poor traveler, begged her not to lose heart, and assured her that all her troubles should be rewarded. She accompanied her advice by the gift of a crystal-smelling bottle, with strict orders only to open it in case of urgent need. Fairer than a fairy thanked her warmly and resumed her way cheered by pleasant thoughts. After a time, the road led through a wood, full of soft airs and sweet odors. And before she had gone a hundred yards, she saw a wonderful silver castle suspended by strong silver chains to four of the largest trees. It was so perfectly hung that a gentle breeze rocked it sufficiently to send you pleasantly to sleep. Fairer than a fairy felt a strong desire to enter this castle, but besides being hung a little above the ground, there seemed to be neither doors nor windows. She had no doubt, though really I cannot think why, that the moment had come in which to use the nut. Which had been given her, she opened it, and out came a diminutive hall porter. At which, what the hell is going on? <laughs> she, <laughs> she opened it, and out came a diminutive hall porter, at whose belt hung a tiny chain, at the end of which was a golden key half as long as the smallest pin you ever saw. What the hell is this, Lewis Carroll? <laughs> It's a.、Uh... A lot like that, and also like in Harry Potter, you know, there's a po- potion that after you drink it, that like flicks, flicks, something like that. Is there a potion I can drink to make the story make sense? <laughs> It's like you drink that potion, you become super lucky. Oh, cool! So this is like she has the strong desire doing something. It's just leading her making the right decision. Okay. The princess climbed up one of the silver chains, holding in her hand the little porter, who, in spite of his minute size, opened a secret door with his golden key and let her in. She entered a magnificent room, which appeared to occupy the entire castle, and which was lighted by a gold and jeweled stars in the ceiling. Nice. In the midst of this room stood a couch draped with curtains of all the colors of the rainbow and suspended by golden cords. So that it swayed with the castle in a manner which rocked its occupant delightfully to sleep. On this elegant couch lay Prince Rainbow, looking more beautiful than ever, and sunk in profound slumber. 
in which he had been held ever since his disappearance. Fairer than a fairy, who now saw him for the first time in his... How do you know it's him? I saw they never met. He's just a hot guy. <laughs> like, oh, you must be him. You must be my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's it's actually that guy, and he's not good looking. And she's like, no, no, I don't think it's him. <laughs> it's you. I'm pretty sure it's you. <laughs> no, no, not no, no, no way, no. <laughs> Come on, let's not be silly. Fairer than a fairy, who now saw him for the first time in his real shape, hardly dared to gaze at him. Exactly. <laughs> How do you know? Fearing lest his appearance might not be in keeping with the voice and language which had won her heart. What? Oh, what if he's not hot? What if he's not hot? Oh, please, 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 please. At the same time, she could not help feeling rather hurt at the apparent indifference with which she was received. But, like, he's asleep. <laughs> he's, like, cursed. He, she, she's like, Ugh, You're not gonna say anything? What, just because... Are you just going to keep sleeping? It's the first time, like, we're... Yeah, you're not going to, like, have this moment with me just because you're cursed? Ugh. The nerve. This is not a very good start to our relationship, just so you know. But they've talked before. It's okay. Yeah, which makes it worse. You're seriously not even going to wake up? Uh, Something to trigger that event. She related all the dangers and difficulties she had gone through. And though she repeated the story 20 times in a loud, clear voice, the prince slept on and took no heed. <laughs> wow, you're f- not smart, are it's you? It's like, yeah, the couple both fell asleep and the wife had a bad dream mm-hmm. about the guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And when, when, I wake up this and she's, like, she's mad at him. <laughs> Uh-huh. In my mind, it happens a minute's time. Mm-hmm. Why are you still asleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna do that sound? You're gonna fuck around and make me. <laughs> How did you control that? Uh, okay. <laughs> that was so real quick. Are we gonna that was real quick. your feet? <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Alright, we're done. Um. <laughs> And though she repeated the story 20 times in a loud, clear voice, the prince slept down and took no heed. (laughs) (laughs) Then she had recourse to the golden pomegranate, and on opening it found that all the seeds were as many little violins which flew up in the vaulted roof and all at once began playing melodiously. 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 The prince was not completely roused, 
but he opened his eyes a little and looked all the handsomer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are you gonna do this for a living? (laughs) If I could do for a living... (laughs) And I would totally <laughs> for a living. At this point, there's nobody listening. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Impatient at not being recognized, Fairer Than a Fairy now drew out her third present. And on opening the crystal scent bottle, a little siren flew out who silenced the violins and then sang close to the prince's ear the story of all his lady love had suffered in her search for him. So all all it did is, like, talk closer to his ear? No, also just catch up what he'd be missing out. Like No, but out. I thought she told the story 20 times already. In, his, in her own mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they need to, like, uh, synchronize mm-hmm. the plot. So the little violin just <laughs> there's a catch up like uh-huh. uh huh in last season this happened uh-huh. we need to catch up. Mm. She added some gentle reproaches to her tale, but before she had got too far, he was wide awake and transported with joy threw himself at the princess's feet. At the same moment, the walls of the room expanded and opened out, revealing a golden throne covered with jewels. A magnificent court now began to assemble, and at the same time, several elegant carriages filled with ladies in magnificent dresses drove up. In the first and most splendid of these carriages sat Prince Rainbow's mother. She fondly embraced her son, after which she informed him that his father had been dead for some years, that the anger of the fairies was at length appeased, and that he might return in peace to reign over his people who were longing for his presence. The court received the new king with joyful acclamations, which would have delighted him at any other time. But all his thoughts were full of fairer than a fairy. He was just about to present her to his mother and the court, feeling sure that her charms would win all hearts, when the three green and white sisters appeared. They declared the secret of fairer than fairy's royal birth, and the queen taking the two lovers in her carriage set off with them for the capital of the kingdom. Here they were received with tumultuous joy. The wedding was celebrated without delay, and the succeeding years diminished neither the virtues, beauty, nor the mutual affection of King Rainbow and his queen, fairer than a fairy. That's it. Yeah, no more, no more from this book. Uh-huh. It's not good. It's Andrew Long. I don't care. Really? Yeah. I'm sure there's some, um, some deeper meaning and significance and symbolism to this, but, uh, you know... Why you just personally don't like? I guess it's a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of details, a lot of setup, not a lot of payoff. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think in retrospect, the, the those those non sequiturs never really paid off. It's a simple story. Everything. Yeah, it was really boring. Mm. It was a boring story. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the, 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 the Italian stories are now, like, number one with a bullet. <laughs> like, that's on this end. And shit like this is just, oh, it's a literature. Like, get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But that- Take yourself so goddamn seriously. 
What happens in it? Nothing. You don't like Angelina. No. You like the Italio. Yeah. Italiano, <laughs> Italy, Italian. <laughs> he, that guy. Ugh. Saw his shadow and he died. I'm like, there's no way. Like, yeah. How do you? You can't. You can't predict that. You know. Did you like this story? I see. It's yeah, more like Alice in Wonderland, like you say. Uh huh.、Mm. Yep. Blame.、Like、fantasy. It's not that.、Mm. Uh huh. But I I'm okay reading more of that. I don't have a strong opinion against it. I think it's just uh, I don't know. I don't like the ones that takes itself too seriously. It's you know I mean? not very serious, but because it's all random. Like they establish a monster but never use it. They establish a fairy that's like very bad,、mm-hmm. but she just like getting like destroyed by a cat and dog, and nothing else happened.、Mm-hmm. And other other storyline seems just smooth. You have this one tool. It's like you're playing straight. You get only one thing, and that's useful.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very script. You can only do this. 